the Cereal Soup Podcast. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It gets the people going. Welcome to the Cereal Soup Podcast. We are your hosts, Adam. And Diane. And we're here with another intricate topic to get the minds rattling, you know, boggle the mind. And today's topic is generally a phrase, but it's actually our topic as well. And it's the phrase is, united we stand. What does it really mean? How does it affect hierarchies? And also, why is it only suddenly practiced in dire situations? So for me, when I think of united we stand... I also think of divided we fall, right? Okay. So I think the the ideal and the term um, is common commonly used to express unity and collaboration. So um, I think the phrase is very important for people of all genders, all races of all pronouns to understand that America is America because it's a melting pot. It's a melting pot of innovators, of a little bit of everything. And um, right now I don't really see the unity and people, I see more of the division and I kind of wish we can go back to the days where, um, and I hate to bring up this topic. I remember at 9-11, I was working in New York. And after the Twin Towers had collapsed, people were so kind and so willing to help each other. And now I see this division of, like, you know, like my co-host said, this division of hierarchy. I see a lot of anger in people. I see a lot of um, distrust. Like it's cool now to to say, don't trust anyone. Do you can't trust anyone? You can. No one in this world could be trusted. Only trust yourself. All you have is you. But in my opinion, to live a life like that, like just imagine, really, what's trust? We're not celebrities. We're regular people. Like. You need friends, you need family, so you need unity, you need community as well. So I think we should bring back <laughs> the united we stand and also we should also live by that principle. But now what I'm seeing mostly is a huge division in every single thing and it's actually very exhausting in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah. I peep that too, but like, and like more in so the financial aspects of things, I've have seen, I have heard and seen instances of the unity. Like, okay, so it was this Burger King, and I forgot where it was at. I think it was Ohio or somewhere like that. It was this Burger King, right? And the manager was really hounding the workers. Like, you know, you know how fast food workers get treated for the most part, with the exception of McDonald's. Like McDonald's, what I've um, been hearing, they, like McDonald's have given cats like significant raises. Like back when I was in high school, you, you like, you know, 
McDonald's was something like a high school job. It's, it wasn't something that you could live off of, but in certain, like certain McDonald's now, you make enough bread, you can live off of McDonald's money now. But back to the Burger King. So the the management was treating the staff really bad, right? And you know this goes into like the great um that like a lot of people on the internet saying that we're in like the great resignation. Like a lot of cats will quit. They will say fuck this shit. I'm out, right? The entire staff of that Burger King said, fuck this shit, we're out. They all left. So the person had to change the side. I said the only person who was working was the manager. And it was a it was a drive-through full of cars. Now, I don't know like the full situation. Um, like uh, from a business standpoint, like has to be like that was our professional and blah blah blah. But again, None of that stuff prospers without the workers. So you got like the CEOs and you got like the store level managers. If they're in like, you know, the, the work, the, you know, the actual employee levels growth, that's, that's the, that, but like, that's the power of like United We Stand. They all quit. Not just one person, the entire staff, like the fry cook, the burgers, they all quit. And the manager had to try to do that shit themselves. How do you think that turned out? I think that if you feel like you're being mistreated in any workplace, in any situation, there are laws to protect the people. So what I wouldn't do is a mass exodus. What I would probably do is collectively come together as that team because one manager doesn't run the Burger King, right? Okay. It's the owner. So instead of losing my source of income that I may need at that time, I would form the committee and write the um, and write the owner, the actual owner of the franchise and say, this is what happened. Document times, dates, have everyone sign it. Let it be notarized and request a raise. Like you don't have to leave because you want more money. You negotiate more money. And if more than one person is rallying around that, chances are you would be successful at negotiating a higher rate. So now instead of being unemployed, you got what you wanted. The manager was called out on behavior and possibly could have been let go if the whole entire and a shift in staff is saying this person is being very degrading, very unprofessional, or whatever the case may have been, I wouldn't leave because that hurts me, essentially, just because someone say things or do things that I may not particularly like. Most companies have a policy and procedures manual. Read that manual. See what that manager breached. Write that letter. As a unity, as the entire staff they could have actually walked away with a better outcome as opposed to unemployment. I think that United We Stand is a great thing. Like, yes, people are treated unfairly in so many aspects of life. And when you unify, that's when things change. And when I say that, sometimes you can't be silent. You have to scream. And I don't mean literally scream. I mean really stand for something. So walking out, I can get being upset and like, F this, I'm leaving. But really, what does that do to my community? What does that do to my family? What does that do to my bills? Because 
the world isn't going to stop because I'm pissed at one person, right? So how do I negotiate the situation to lean more towards my favor than anyone else? Because now you know what's going to probably happen? They're going to hire a new bunch of people and maybe pay them less or the same. Whereas the same people could have stayed and negotiated a better price point for themselves and their families. So to react just off of sort of, I, I, I believe in a 72 hour rule. The 72 hour rule is when you're really upset and it's just, I don't know who came up with this rule. I've heard it my entire life. I think it's seven habits of highly effective people. You, when you react in a moment, it's normally not the best reaction. When you take time to think and to strategize and give it a few days, I mean, I feel like there's more likely a better outcome. So when you have that better outcome and you can have people rally together and say, this is unfair. This is not the America I know. This is not the land of the free and the home of the brave. So how can we collectively come together and ask for a raise with inflation right now and lack of people to, to work? It's more likely than not people could, almost demand whatever they want. I have a friend who owns a business who owns several businesses and he was paying his uh, employees $14 an hour. So he saw a lot of turnover. You know what he did? He raised, he increased that $14 to $17. So right now I think the employee has the power, but to walk out, you relinquish your power to that manager because in that sort of fast food service uh, business, the turnover is already expected. It's budgeted. It's already inclusive in the financials. So within that budget is also room to increase pay. But more likely than not, people get angry and respond with anger and do what those people did and left. So now what happens to their, fam their families? Or do they just go to another fast food restaurant who's going to pay them the same and go through the exact same situation where they could have stayed negotiated a, a, a price that would be reasonable to them or at least so I would always shoot higher so if I wanted a hundred thousand dollars right if a hundred thousand dollars was what I wanted to be paid I would ask for 150 so we will come somewhere in the middle of that that's the art of negotiation so to react just sheerly off of emotion people are going to say shit no matter what power structures are just the way they is they, the way they are you give a person a little bit of power they think they're you do it's the same you give somebody a rope they think they're a cowboy so you give some most people a little bit of power if they're not used to power they feel like they're like a superhero yeah so you don't have to subscribe to that though because everything works because of the workers the managers are sort of like the dictators, the overseers, but without the workers, you have no one. If everyone quit their job today, the financial market would collapse, period. So you, as the employee, has the power to, at the very least, ask, right? So I would at least ask. And if they came back and said, absolutely not, I'm not paying you, I'm not paying you, I'm, you're getting this and you're getting that. Then you can look into the law and um, see what recourse you have there. 
but to leave a situation without having another situation set up only hurts you. So now everyone who rallied together to walk out, there's probably going to be some discourse because it's like, oh, I walked out because everyone walked out. Now, how am I going to pay my rent this month? Now, how am I going to get the diapers for my child? Now, how am I going to pay my car note or my insurance? You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's united. Yes, be united, but be united with logic. Facts. Yeah, but this is all hearsay. Like, I don't, we don't know, like, the, the actual situation. We just know they all walked out. They, we don't know whether they had, like, you know, backup plans or right. yeah, anything We're like just that. We're just saying in right. general, yeah. So in general, I always think the best thing is, I mean, I've been told several things and at, in employment situations and, and, and places where you would never think. Wall Street, uh, 47th and Madison, big, big, big firms. I mean, one time a guy offered me a fork out of the garbage. Now, when he offered me the fork out of garbage, to him, it was sort of like a joke. In my mind, I don't understand how that could ever be a joke, but okay, let's, let's play along with that. So it made me so enraged that and it was like 2018 that in 2018 that a person would ever do something like that like to me it's just like i wouldn't do that ever to anyone so i was really upset and i'm the only person i was the only woman on that floor so i had a choice i had a choice to pack up my bags and leave or i had a choice to have a conversation and sometimes all it takes is a conversation. So I went to the guy and I said, hey, don't ever offer me anything out of the trash. Like that is just one. It is so rude. It is so like, you know, like animals eat out of trash. You know, people who can't afford to have food sometimes may have to subscribe to things like that, which is totally unfortunate in America. But again, I had a choice. I thought uh, the first thing I think racism, classism, sexism, all those things, because in what person's mind would that ever be okay? Yeah, acceptable. I, yeah, I, it's ridiculous. I, like, I, I, yo, I really honestly thought that was metaphorical. I didn't know he oh, no, 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 no. He was leaving the company. Okay. So everyone was like rallying around him, like getting like supplies that was needed, that was from his desk. So by the time I got to his desk, I said, you know, his name. And I said, well, what do you have for me? He's like, oh, everyone, um, everyone took everything. Wait, hold on. And he went into the trash. I mean, the fork was still in like the plastic was like, would you like this? So right. I, yeah. so I walked away yeah. because immediately my response, like, you know, immediately when we act out of anger, it's not thought through. So the first thing I want to do when someone does anything like that, I felt like the level of disrespect, it, it just was so in corporate America. Like, I couldn't believe that happened. So, yeah, I could have walked out and I'm sure I would have gotten a job or I'm sure I, um, you know, could have pursued some legal action. But that was one thing that happened. So I decided to grab a friend who was, uh, the uh, a guy um, on another side of the business and we went in a conference room and had a conversation and the first thing the administrative assistant says she said don't say anything don't say anything like let it be okay for someone to offer you something out of the trash 
And I just can't do that. No, I that's mean, a dub. it's just that's an entire I dub. cannot do that. Now, am I gonna like beat the shit out of him or anything like that? No, because I mean, is that what they want from me? Was that his intention to get a rouse out of me? I wouldn't give anybody that. So I told him, I said, you know, that was extremely unacceptable. I'm really upset. There are major consequences that could take place because of your actions. And I think that when you're in a corporate setting, you should be sophisticated enough because most people in those roles are Ivy League educated people. I mean, I, I just don't understand. I'll never understand why that happens. And it's fine because we sat in a conference room and we had a three hour conversation and he went on to tell me how he's never worked with a diverse group of people. He had all these things. So at the end, I think the resolve was made. And I also think he'll never do it again. So I think that we have options. And when we solely react, like I know a lot of groups of people and I have friends from all walks of life, but I know a particular group of people who get so angry over words and I just remember as a kid, like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yep. Like I'm not going to let a person, just an individual, compromise my integrity, compromise the way I feed my family, compromise my livelihood. There are a million and one ways to resolve conflict without being angry. Now, have I ever been angry before? Yeah, I just had a situation like not too long ago where I'm in the car with my mom and my sister and like the girl at the drive-thru, we were like at Wendy's and she was at like the drive-thru and the person who like asked to take the order, she kept saying like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you like screaming. So I said, okay, well maybe I'm not close enough to the microphone. I'll back up a little bit. And I said, is that okay? And she just kept screaming and screaming. So I'm like, well, is everything all right? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I'm not really sure. So she just kept going on and on and on. And I did get angry because, like, the job is service, right? So I came there to get a daggone chicken sandwich for my grandma. Like, what is the problem here? So she made me angry because it was just stupid. So I, I did pull around to the, to the um, she said something like she was going to fuck me up or something stupid so like I'm not gonna talk like when you're that angry for no reason like I feel like there's some pathology behind that where you're just not wrapped too tight so I did kind of like engage in that because it was stupid but as far as like my job and my life I mean I've heard it all in the line of business I work in the financial sector so I have heard it a lot but will I let that compromise my family's education my home my my ability to live in a certain way unless i'm willing to start my own business uh boots to the ground then i'm gonna think things through before i bust a move like walking away for something doesn't necessarily from something doesn't necessarily mean that it's real unity because everyone who walked out that door, unless they had something else planned, unless they live with their parents and they could afford to kind of not work there, they lost. And don't ever let another person make you lose. When a person can control your emotions, they can manipulate almost any part of your life. Don't give people that kind of power. Don't. Not one person, one manager who's probably miserable as hell. Because think about it. Who just wakes up and wants? 
to be mean to people. Like that is sick. Like that's a mental illness. Yeah, that, that that is definitely a disorder that they should seek help for. Or they're popping those perks or whatever they go, whatever's going on. But like, who like gets mad at a drive through like that? It's ridiculous. And I understand that people do not want to tolerate certain things because I mean, so many things have happened and so many laws has passed and so many people fought and died for certain freedoms that we shouldn't have to kind of be treated in in a very unfair manner. It, It sucks. It is woven in the shape of America. So do we let them win or do we play the game? I'm going to play the game because nobody's going to make me lose. I'm going to win. And there are laws, there are protections for employees. There's OSHA, there's the Equal Credit Employment Opportunity Act, there's the Fair There's so many laws that protect people from certain prejudices that happens in a workplace. So don't leave your job. Create a plan, develop a strategy, execute it, and see how it goes. Now, again, it doesn't necessarily have to go in your favor, but to walk away almost is just like you quit, not on the manager, on yourself. Valid point. All right, well, let's take it back to a time where I would say there was a lot of unity and a lot of stuff, even though like a lot of stuff that was already there, a lot of people saw it more clearly. Um, what happened to George Floyd? That, that like that, like when it came to unity, minus the looting and then, you know, Trump, the Trump administration talking about some, oh, the looting and all that. Nah, despite all of the negative aspects of it, it was real unity, right? And a lot of like, a lot of the racism that was in America, it, it was, that, it, is it, in it, that is in America. Like it was already there and it, it the fact that bewildered me is that cats were surprised. Like people was, I'm like, that's not surprising. That been there since like the beginning. That you, how did you not see it? And then as um, Anisha Naya would say, um, freaking cats like turned up, like turn a blind. They're like, they're, they're like, like blind to it, or or imp- like oblivious to it. It's like no, if you if you see it right. And you don't say anything about it just because you're like a in a like a different ethnic group or anything. You're part of the problem. You're not helping. You're like like they like oh well I didn't see it happen. So what? You're not. You're still part of the problem. You're not helping. Two points on that. I agree that some people really just don't know. I really didn't know. Honestly, I thought after the civil rights movement that fought, that fight was fought for on my behalf, like affirmative action, I think, um, fair housing, um, uh, the right to vote, all those things. So I, for a while, I didn't think that it was the Jim Crow or the lynching, uh, you know, or the, um, you know, the real slavery, just the modern form, like in terms of like mass incarceration and all those things. But here is the point on that. There was unity. The reason why, and I think everyone was in an uproar because to do that for nine minutes, that wasn't, that was torture. Yeah, That That was was like wartime torture. So I think all groups stood behind that. What took away from that was the looting. 
when you and your own, and I'm not saying don't stand, don't protest, don't sign petitions, call your local um, representatives. That's how change really happens. So now you have someone who had a knee on his neck for nine minutes. Every group, white, black, everyone's like, please get off of him. Please get off of him. Every, the whole world. And it was the perfect storm because people were isolated in the house. So they saw that and there was a rage. That's when I believe a lot of black people were looked at as human. What took away from that was like, okay, something bad happened. We can march, we can protest, we can ask for the reform and laws, we can vote in people who understand culturally what black Americans go through in America. We can do that, we can vote, but just to like stand and like go bust open Walmart, break out the animals in the zoo, you got a giraffe walking down the highway, <laughs> come on. So like when you do things like that, it takes it's a distraction yeah, yeah. from what actually happens. So now that was a perfect moment to shift the ideal, right? Because you saw a man being tortured on national television when the world stood still. So that was a perfect time to rally in a different way. Yes, protest. You also saw police pull young kids who had nothing to do with situations out the car, tase them. Left the taser, left a piece of taser on the boy's back. So you also saw really the representation of how much hate it is in America. Yeah, and so, and, and how much of it has high places in power. Like I mean, the police, I, the police is a liaison between the justice system, but the big blue, the union of the police, is almost unfucking touchable. Mm-hmm. Period. So like the justice in America for things like that is always. Money, we're gonna pay the family, we're gonna pay the family. The families could stop stepping the accepting the money, right? And start asking for serious reform. But back to what I was previously saying with George Floyd, that was when I think all groups of people saw this and everyone was disgusted. I mean, everyone was disgusted. But what took away now, he didn't resist, he didn't do anything wrong. A counterfeit 20, that's still debatable. We don't know, right? And they were charged, you know, they were found guilty. But here's the thing. This is why it shifted. So now we have people, so everyone's like black people act like animals. They're not like human. They're inferior. They're always doing dumb shit, getting pregnant, abortions, get, killing each other. Like there's no other crime or crime but black on black crime. Yep. There's white on white crime, Latino. I mean, Honduras is the most violent region in the world. There's not many black people there, you know, so and 88% of white crimes are committed by the white people. So when we look at the numbers and we look at like the logic, let's be real clear. Everyone, like not everyone, but people who commit crimes tend to commit crimes against their own people as well. So I just think what the distraction was with that, I think that was a pivotal moment where things could have really start to look different. Because we were, it was actually the perfect storm. Like I said, I think that had people marched, voted, had real people platform and advocate, then I think things could have been a little different. Now, the looting for me was a little too much. Because, like, what did that do for his death? Like, what was the resolve there? I'm going to go fuck up stores in my community some stores owned by people who look like me, yeah. um, they're going to go out of business because there's not a lot of resources. So me 
fucking up stores, writing graffiti. Like, how does that affect any change? So again, it's okay to be mad. Like, there's a rage inside of black people, and I get it. I fucking get it because just like it's almost like instinctual that the black person is guilty. Like, that's not what due process and justice is supposed to be. So I get the rage, but you can still be angry and apply logic, right? So now what happened with his death, it just went on back to these people are animals. Look what they're doing to their own community. So it took away a moment where I think there could have been collective unity. But once you start seeing people running in and out of Walmart, taking all kinds of stuff, fighting, trying to bust open ATM machines. And that's what they're going to show us. No yeah, one's yeah, going to yeah. show no, all yeah. like the, the good media. Parts. Yeah. They're going, right. they're going to, they're going to, they're going to spin it they, yeah, to gonna, make it look like, Oh, these animals are just like, look, they let them out the zoo. Ha ha ha. Look, that's the same. But the goat in the damn Walmart was too much. Like that didn't do anything. That didn't, uh, that just kept the agenda going. That just kept the narrative going. And that's what I think we should move away from. Anytime a black man is shot or or even a black woman or anything, it's always like the girl in Connecticut, all these drugs were in her system. It's like, get the fuck. I mean, come on. (laughs) Like, nobody's doing fentanyl, promethazine. Like, it's just too much. But when we give them a, a, a sample of what, they may, some people may already perceive a certain group of people to be. That's all it takes. One seat. So this man was tortured by a person who we pay, ta- we pay their salaries through our taxes. So he was tortured, wartime tortured on national TV. And yes, the people were found guilty because there was, I mean, yeah, that, were, like, what could you get? That would have probably every, caused yeah. a civil war, right, possibly. Yeah, yeah. So now, when we are seeing some sort of justice, just like the guy in Atlanta who was just jogging, and they hunted him like a damn deer, yeah, like that like, was yeah, crazy. the guys in the pickup truck. Yeah, yes, uh, so, now, but I will give a shout out to that prosecutor. Oh, that the, yeah, those. The guys I'm not it. shouting out anybody who's supposed to do their jobs. Okay. Because if the if the shoe was on the other foot and black people went to go and hunt a white person, clear cut, yeah, there would be cut, nothing. Yeah. yeah. There just like the inter, the incident in the mall. I don't know one teenager who never got into an argument with another teenager or maybe had a scuffle, but the police officer put her knee on a 14 year old's child's neck. And the the white guy, the white kid who started the fight, he sat down comfortably. So when people, and on the flip side of that, I, I, I will say police have to go through like the most egregious things. You see so many bad things in community that I, in certain communities that I think it does create an unconscious bias. I will say that. However, when you feel like there's just one group of people that's super bad and that there's no reasoning. The only thing I can do is shoot to kill. Man, Go need, get some yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, you need to reevaluate Wait, your what, job. Yeah, you need to reevaluate what you took that position for. First. Right. Like a lot of a lot of a lot of individuals on the internet, they like, um, like they have this they have this bias that a lot of cops 
used to get bullied in high school and stuff. So they get the badge to go this this false this not even false because you know they're protected by laws and government. So they to to, to regain some power that they didn't have in their yes in their yesteryear or whatnot when it was like teenagers and stuff. And if that bias is anywhere true whatsoever, I, I think I think they should I think to become a police officer, they should have some type, some better type of psychiatric evaluation. Like, I also think they should implement that to anyone who who wants to buy a gun. Like, they do. There's psychological evaluations. Like right now, I'm looking to get a gun, and because I had uh, suffered from post traumatic stress for being assaulted and and carjacked. I was clinically diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. So I'm trying to get a weapon now. I have to take what's called an MMP-12 test. That's the psychological evaluation. So you do have to be evaluated. Okay. But this is the difference. Starting a job at 20, your life, the way you think of life is completely different. Being on that job until you're 35 and seeing some of the most egregious acts of humankind can create a unconscious bias that this, if I work in an all black area and all I see for the most part, because like n- nobody's calling the police on good people, right? You're calling the police, the police when there's something bad happening, right? Yeah. So it doesn't attest or speak to all of the black people. It's just where the call comes in at. So if I constant, so if I start a job hopeful, I want to infect some, uh, impact some sort of change at 20, I'm going to be the best police officer. I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to help this justice system do the right thing. I can think that at 20, but 15 years later, having seen some of the worst kind of things, my perception and, and only seeing it with a group, one group of people that is going to create an unconscious bias that these people only because you may have arrested or have seen some with like maybe 30%, you're going to look at it like everyone who looks like this acts like this. Acts like this. Okay. So like, you know, so that, that's the thing. And we cannot continue to perpetuate it when things like that happen. Yes, we need to react. Yes. We need to call our senators, our mayors, our representation, the White House, everyone. We have information, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have petitions. There's so many ways to get things done. But when you treat violence with violence, it doesn't change the narrative about what the person think of you. They already think that black people are just violent by nature. Black women are just promiscuous by nature. And this is, I don't have any statistics, but just life experience, what I've seen and things and stories I've heard. So like I said in the beginning, you don't give a person the power of your emotions because what do they do? They spin it, they manipulate it, and then guess what happens? They do it again. Again. Because we've already created this narrative that as soon as a police do something bad, we're going to react and like tearing shit down, burning buildings down, fucking up shit and all. That's just going to make people, everybody angry. And it takes away from what happened to a man being tortured, calling for his mother 
with someone's knee on his neck and the guy had a previous relationship with him. He, they worked together in the past. So what he did porn, who don't watch porn really? Like, come on. If you, if you having sex at some point, you fucking, you watch porn in your life. So what he did a porn that doesn't make him a criminal. Yeah. Like... So like people, all, people do all kinds of things. If everyone dug up skeletons from everyone's closet, there will be something bad. No one is perfect on this planet. But to torture a man, that is crazy. It is also crazy to release animals from the zoo. It is also crazy to burn down your own community. So, like, let's think about what united really means. Unity means coming together in a peaceful way, trying to help people, trying to help things change for people who don't necessarily have a voice for themselves. I think that's what united we stand means. And it has to take all of us, all of us. So like Rihanna said, tell your friends to pull up. We all have to take part in this. We all want to see. I see the younger generations, like, and I'm not old, but I'm saying like the 20-year-olds, like, you know, it seems to like they have sort of like a different idea and it's not like color and things like that, but the old think is what runs the show. Yeah. So when you think about who runs the show, we need to change the narrative. We need to fight within the system and we need to understand laws. We can't. So sometimes people just think because they think something is right. That's not the case. There's laws that dictate the land. So we don't want to take away from these heinous crimes and let people get away with things by exacerbating a situation and making it look worse. I mean, I saw some, some girls in Walmart. They were taking things. Like, what does that do? Walmart is insured. Yeah. You think they didn't get every single dollar back? And now you on live looking like a dumbass for what? Because somebody got killed. Like, what does that have to do with his death? Go to that place every day where he was, where he was tortured with your picket sign saying, please stop killing our people. That's what you do. Everyone thinks that protesting doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. Well, let me tell you how many times it worked. It worked during Reconstruction. It worked during Harlem Renaissance. It worked through the Civil Rights Movement. It vote. It worked when we were allowed the right to vote. So by history standards, it's worked. Yeah, it's worked. Especially when you're, um, how do you say, blocking blocking their pockets all right it's like like especially with like financial companies and stuff if you like the black and the words of dr umar johnson the black the like he's he says there is no black dollar in a sense he's right because we spend our dollar with everybody else so his point when he said there's no black dollar it's like it's not a black dollar for black people because we spend our money everywhere else so that's like that's a prime example of why um a lot of the protests throughout you know our history of black people work because it it defunded the said establishments like prime example rosa parks when rosa parks and everyone and everyone during that time period protested and didn't take the bus their pockets were hurt and, and that's a great point, but he, here's, the, here's the thing on that, right? So you're, you're absolutely right. I believe black people consume 
and want to show things as far as material and that's just my own personal opinion and I'm not speaking for all black people but like you see rap and you think of success in a certain way and I think that has to do with family structure I think that has to do more than just like wanting to wear the label now when you're wearing the label you know what you're wearing that person's last name right so <laughs> Versace that's the last name of a millionaire right so when you go Gucci, when you go and you buy these things from people who really don't want to sell to you, I do think consumerism is a problem. I do see things changing as far as buying black. But here's the thing. When you go to certain neighborhoods, how many black establishments are there? How many black clothing lines are there where you can just go downtown or to your local wherever you live, like to the main street? and see black establishments. So that that speaks to economics, right? To classism now. So until I think black people like you know start and I see a shift, I see a huge shift actually in in the this new generation entrepreneurship is like key they they are killing it these these younger kids and I applaud them. So now when you see that there are black owned business, people are understanding stocks better crypto all these different things you're becoming a millionaire from people watching you on tiktok so i see that sort of narrative change so that that is a point where it's kind of like oh we don't spend money on our own kind we don't spend money on our own kind of black people don't spend money on our own kind but where is the establishments that we from can't spend the money, money on, on our own <laughs> like so especially in the especially in the tech industry but we're gonna save some tech talk for the next episode we hope we was able to you know draw up some thoughts you know help you guys understand uh, understand why it's important to go through due process to you know not necessarily take down an establishment but to get the results you you feel you deserve with certain situations and it's not just a matter of feeling what you deserve what what is the law of the land and also how we can come together and start the conversation so that things can begin to change when normally when people are angry it's it's, it's more likely something else that that's triggering that anger so we have mental health issues we have all these things that we're gonna you know touch upon throughout our cast um but for now it's just kind of like think before you do and understand that there are there are there is justice right it's just how you fight for it. and i understand poverty people think they can't afford lawyers all those things are not necessarily true reach out to advocate don't just think something and make it a law in your mind like no one's going to care for you no one's going to care about your freedom no one's going to care about your life we do care people care we just have to start showing it to each other all from all walks of life. I mean, there's always going to be misunderstandings with every group of people. That's fine. But nobody deserves to die because of it. Like even assholes deserve to live. And when we say united, we stand. Let's think about things, not just react in the moment. Because reactions in the moment tend to cause a lot more problems than if you took a, two, a, a few seconds or a couple of days to think about the best strategy. And that's that's what I feel like is important. And I feel like I would love to, to see the world again 
and that bubble I lived in when we all got along and, and, and color wasn't like the defining factor being the best was working together was. So I want you guys to comment, give us some feedback, let, let us know what you want us to discuss going forward. And also just, you know, just stay mild tempered because the worst thing you can do is be angry, you know, and react in that moment of anger because nine times out of 10, that anger is going to pass, but that decision might stick with you for the, your entire life. Right. So that's the cereal soup today. And next week we're going to do something more fun and upbeat, but I do want you guys to comment and kind of give us feedback about what you think and all feedback is accepted. I know we're living in a climate where I don't understand it. It's really angry. So if you want to leave angry comments, feel free to do so. If you want to vent, feel free to do so. This is a platform where we want to all try to connect everyone. Black, white, everyone. Asian, we want to come together. So feel free to leave comments. And I hope this, at the very least, was a thought-provoking conversation. We love you guys. Hope you have a great long weekend. We lit. United we stand. We out. We make it out of